1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 93 of So You Want To Be A Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Malisha. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. What's been
2: happening? Uh, So not a lot since we last recorded. Yes. (laughs) So um, as we speak, it's uh, Saturday night and uh, the kid that lives behind me is turning 18 and uh, he's having a party. Very, very polite boy. He sent a letter to all the neighbours that he hand-delivered saying that he'll be having a party and the music's going to be loud until 11.30, which made us uh, sort of feel a bit bad in this household because... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Kids are past the party stage, but my God, the poor neighbours. What I used to do is when they were having a party is I would just go to each of the neighbours with two bottles of wine and go, I'm very sorry, here you go, this may soften the blow, I do apologise, there will be a party tonight. And uh, generally our parties went until... The police came and oh, told us to turn great. the music off, you know. And then there's always that famous one that my daughter yes, had when she was 16, Val. The, I uh, the it. one prior to uh, the very famous guy, Corey Worthington in Australia, yes. who had a, face, uh, a party and he posted it on MySpace, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he had like 500 kids turn up to that party. Mm hmm. My daughter did something similar a week earlier. She Ooh. was ahead of her time. And yes. uh, uh, I was away. She was supposed to be staying with a friend, snuck back home, yes. invited 20 of her closest friends, and uh, three or four hundred people ended up turning <laughs> up to the house, and all um, hell broke loose. Yes. And uh, yes, yes, she was grounded for six months.
1: Wow. Really? Yes. Six months? Huh? Six months, really? Six months. She got grounded for six months. Oh, my God.
2: Okay. Yeah, there you go. Well,
1: yes, hopefully the party behind you isn't going to do that tonight. Oh, but, no. <laughs> uh, we're, so we are recording this on a Saturday night, but by the time this uh, goes to air, I believe that you will be in Iceland. Is that right? I will right? be in Iceland,
2: yes. So uh, pro- hopefully I've uh, by now taken some great shots, seen some amazing sights, and uh, who knows? Exciting. So hopefully, so you will I've, have gone uh, to uh,
1: Colombia and then... Iceland. Over to
2: Iceland, which is ridiculous, I know, but, you know, <laughs>
1: <hey>. <laughs> well, why not? I can't wait to live vicariously through your Instagram or Facebook, so make sure you so, keep us all up to date. I'm very excited, Val, but there's been, uh,
2: I talked about this, I touched on this last week in the podcast, there's been some late night purchases. Yes. Um, so, uh a couple of months ago, I did a shoot and uh, one of my assistants loaned me his Sigma 35mm fixed lens, yep. 1.4. Mm-hmm. And he said, check this out, see what you think. And I'm like, I really, I've been eyeing off the 35mm format for a while. It's uh, uh, For those of you who love shooting on your smartphone cameras, uh, that's about the format that that, that, that camera is. And uh, also, uh, a lot of documentary photographers prefer the 35mm format. It's a beautiful format and I thought, this is great for character portraits and I really wanted a fast lens that wasn't that heavy to take travelling with mm. me so I was looking at the Canon uh, uh, 1900 US for the Canon version $899, $1,900
1: US, US mm-hmm. and,
2: uh, versus the Sigma uh, same specs 899 that's a big difference, big difference yes. So I've looked at the specs uh, and basically uh, there's been quite a few uh, blog posts uh, where people have uh, you know done shootouts between the two lenses and mm. uh, no one can tell the difference wow uh, basically it's like canon comes out a bee's pippy ahead just a bee's pippy <laughs> a,
1: <and bee's>
2: <laughs> a bee's pippy and um but just slightly and really uh, your clients are never going to tell the difference most people are going never going to tell the difference and so i, I I thought well, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get the Sigma, I'll give it a go. Have uh, you ever
1: bought, used a, bought a Sigma before?
2: I have started on a Sigma lens uh, oh. when you know a couple of decades ago, nearly three decades ago. And uh, back then, uh, it was a very cheap lens, it was all I could afford. But oh. Sigma was uh, not known for their quality in lenses back then, and At that the Sigma has stuck with me. and I've resisted buying one because I still have those memories of it was about sharp as a butter knife fell okay. so i refused uh sigma but now everyone's like give it another go give it another go and i did a I did a shoot with one and mm. i thought it's uh it's you know it's really good and uh so now i've uh i've bought one with the uh thousand dollars that i saved i splashed out and i bought the uh the new <laughs> Uh, Canon uh, 600 EXRT speedlight. <laughs> because of course you
1: saved a thousand dollars.
2: That's, that how, I, that's yeah. how I justified it right. at two o'clock in the morning when I'm online uh, <laughs> shopping, and uh, so I bought the Canon uh, speedlight because I did need to upgrade. And uh, the the thinking behind that is uh, when I'm uh, shooting events, I can't afford to have. That stuff up. I want Dave mm. and Steve. That's the flash and the camera to <laughs> communicate effectively. So uh, the majority of my speedlight stuff would be for an event. They're usually sort of uh, you know it's A-list kind of stuff.
1: Uh, As in I, A-list I, events that you are yeah, shooting. I, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't
2: confident going with Yongnuo, but a mm. lot of people swear by them, and um, uh, I, I just wanted the uh, the heavy duty. They're coming on and going on the camera they're getting knocked around so Mm. I went for the the better build quality of the Canon although I do know that the uh the Yongnuo version is uh is pretty good as well the good thing about the Canon 600 EX is it's got a uh, little transmitter that sits on top of the camera one thing on my last trip that drove me up the wall was the fact that the uh the uh pocket wizards that i was using to talk to the speed light weren't having very good open lines of communication mm. they all obviously needed to go into counseling together yes. they just weren't talking don't want to talk don't like him <laughs> not talking to him and i lost so many shots mm. and that's frustrating i don't want to have that experience again the great thing about this is with my um I can set it up, set my speed light up, and then uh, use my cam Ranger and an iPad. Mm. Set up my camera, focus on my person, and then walk up to my model with my cam ranger in hand mm. and um, uh, shoot, right, without Fantastic. having to, you know. And then if I'm behind the camera and I want to just uh, add a little more light or uh, increase the light or decrease the light, I can control that from the camera. Mm. Now, again – Yongnuo have a have a version of this, and like you know, you can have have that whole kit for a few hundred dollars rather than you know spending about a thousand, which is what I spent for the two. And then I got a also Val, mm. the shopping. more. There's there. more. I know. <laughs> Crazy night. Ooh. I don't buy shoes or handbags. <laughs> uh, I bought a Manfrotto. You do buy shoes. You just tent. bought shoes. Yeah, not. The, yeah, I do. But like this, okay. What and? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> defensive now. <laughs> I'm just
1: keeping you honest, uh, Gina. <laughs> I feel like
2: I'm still married,
1: Val. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. my line was
2: uh, this is uh, for anyone who's married and wants to get away with buying stuff whenever mm-hmm. a guy asks you is that a new pair of shoes you always say I've had these for ages yeah. like, and then you act horrified that they didn't notice yes. that you've had them for ages and you always get away with it this is more than a photography podcast yeah, so but... I got the frodo 410 junior geared head which is like very precise oh. accurate movements and when I put it on the camera i'm like oh my god where have you been all my life what a beautiful piece of machinery yeah because it's like if i ever want to do more precise stuff or just want to know that where i position my camera it's going to stay there because like the heads that i've got uh the three or four that i have they're all pushing 20 years old val they're getting a bit tired long in the tooth (laughs) it was it was time for an upgrade and i went for something uh, quite sexy, so very happy about my purchases. I'm looking at so it now
1: open... on b um, yeah. and it does look very sexy, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's compact vel. it's
2: like yeah. a little bit narrower, so uh it'll fit into the camera uh, into the tripod bag, whereas mm. the ones I had were a bit long in the handles and then and mm. I always had to take the handles off and unscrew mm. them and so this is uh quite good. So uh that's uh will be on the trip with me, uh, and so will the thirty five mil. So hopefully doing some uh some portraits uh on the thirty five and a lot of street photography. So hopefully I'll have uh Some stuff to share.
1: How exciting. Now, we'll put the link in the show notes for the signal lens, the Manfrotto head, and the Canon speedlight, And you can find the show notes at GinaMilitia.com. Now, we have a shout-out to Kai Hansen, who kindly gave a shout-out to us on iTunes. Now, Kai Hansen gave us a five-star rating. Thank you. And the headline is Practice and Amusing, How to Learn Photography in an hour a week. (laughs) Mm. And Kai says, this is the best podcast I've listened to in the last few years. From having a dream that I could one day be a photographer, it has encouraged me to go out right now and start working on it. The banter between Gina and Val keeps you amused. The content of the podcast is incredibly helpful, especially if you're getting started and feeling overwhelmed by all there is to learn about photography. Where I once thought there was simply too much to learn, Gina and Val help you just get started and encourage you to keep learning all the time. I finished binge listening to all the episodes and think that Gina and Val need to keep up, need to up their schedule to three episodes a week. How about it, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Thank you wow. so much, Kai. In the first yeah, that's instance, awesome. really, really appreciate uh, the review. Um, it's it's awesome. That's made my day. It's fantastic. Mm, thank and- you. Of course, if any of you do have 30 seconds to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, we'd really be grateful because it helps us in the rankings. So thank you so much, Kai. Now, let's move on to this week's topic, which is very cool. Everything you need to know about working with a photographer's assistant, like if you actually have, uh, you know, assistants helping you or also how to be a photographer's assistant because Mm. one of the best ways to learn about photography is to assist. I know that you started that way. I know quite a lot of your assistants and I often chat to them and quiz them about, you know, where their plans are and stuff like that. They've all got quite different goals, but I love chatting yep. to photography assistants just because they are so varied. Um, yes, and uh, yeah. So, where do we where are we going to start this week about photogra- photographers' assistants?
2: So, I think we have to start with a quote, Val, oh. don't you? Because <laughs> it's been a while.
1: Okay, got a good sure. one that
2: relates to assistants. So, you ready for this? Yes. It must have been cold there in my shadow to never have sunlight on your face. You were content (laughs) to let me shine. That's your way. You always walked a step behind, and that's by the very great Bette Midler.
1: Now, I love that song
2: so much. I know I shouldn't ever, ever, ever sing. Yeah, okay. No.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Very flat. So, um, (laughs) assistant is, uh, as you said, a great entry into the world of photography. You learn stuff on the job, uh, and if you uh, have uh, the opportunity, I would advise everyone who is a photographer it doesn't matter if you're five or 500 to yes. uh, at least work with a few different photographers and see what they do because it's one mm. thing to read about stuff or or see it but to actually be there uh, yeah. you know at the coal phase and see how it's done and see how photographers work under pressure and see how the different personalities get stuff done it's uh, a really good experience and really can fast track your learning Absolutely. Uh, On the other side, um, as a photographer, working with assistants Mm -hmm. can be an absolute game changer. And I know, uh, and that's why I put that quote in that, you know, my work and my ability to uh, shoot well uh, is helped so much by if I've got a good assistant like someone who is there who has my back Mm. who uh, takes all the pressure off so I can just focus on getting the shot if I'm not worried about what the other talent are doing where um, getting having to leave the set to move a light having to uh, exhaust myself and having to you know lug gear up 20 flights of stairs set it all up and then bring it for the rest of the day then pack Mm. it all down and then Mm. All of that, you know, and then just having that extra set or two of eyes with me who just see the stuff that I'm not seeing because I'm focused on, you know, the expression, I might not notice that one of my lights isn't firing yes. or, you know, that something's happened or just someone to get you a coffee, mm. Val. Mm. All these little things can make a huge difference. And, you know, admittedly when I was uh, starting out much younger in my career, I was a reluctant to hire um sort Of uh you know, high end assistance because I thought, well, they're going to judge me that they're probably better, they know more than me. But you know what? I've completely changed my mind, did and now, really yes, like, yes, of course, dude. Do, do we want to do assist- therapy sessions <laughs> well, on me now? Yeah. You know, we all know we have issues, Val, no, but wh- but, we're but, human. Wh-
1: but but they're obviously assisting for a reason.
2: I know, but like, here's the thing I'm self taught. Okay. okay, and so here are these, you know, graduates from the best uh, schools in the country that are, you know, uh, calling me up saying want to want to assist you. And uh, I'm looking at all the other photographers, and I'm going, well, they're going to look at me and at the way I shoot, and I'm probably doing it wrong, and uh, you know, uh, judge me. And that's that's how I felt. And and okay. but then I realised. And being self-taught, there was stuff that I probably didn't know. There's all this new stuff and new technology that they knew about that I didn't know. But then as I got more confident in my abilities, Mm. I realized that, you know what – they're a great asset. And so now I only hire assistants that actually know uh, like a, a hell of a lot more and I hire them for their particular skills. So, like, you know, if I know, like, if I need, just need a techie assistant, I want to know that they know that when a hard drive's plugged in, it, it this is how it works and all the stuff that I don't have time to learn everything, Val, so I don't need to understand the inner workings of a hard drive. Mm. I just need to hire someone that, that knows that if something goes wrong they know how to rewire the, the system to get it to work or they can take one of my components of a pocket wizard and just as an assistant did the other day notice that oh, something's broken pull out their toolkit and rebuild it for me on set so let me Again. just clarify
1: so an assistant that you're referring to isn't isn't um, somebody who you are who is who you're training.
2: No, not, I'm not training them on set. They yeah. know what they're doing. Now, yeah. I have worked with assistants that I have been training on the go. Uh, mm. I tend to uh, not do that anymore. I, I don't have time. I've got mm. other ways to train photographers now. You can join the community. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, but like I want – I hire – I now hire professional assistants so they know yeah. their stuff. Many of the assistants that work with me now are actually professional photographers in their own right or – or just like you know half and half they're doing their own jobs but they're also assisting they know their stuff so I can get them on set and say okay this is what we're shooting today here's how we're going to do the lighting some of them might chime in with um, hey uh, h- how about we and they'll make suggestions on you know maybe uh, ways to make it work better or the workflow might be better and I am open to all of that and it is a team effort mm.
1: Uh, is there much price difference between the kind of assistant who is a professional si- assistant walks on the set knowing what they're doing compared to an assistant who obviously has a keen interest in photography but your training as well
2: yeah so the, so you can get uh, like the uh, intern who is uh, like p- perhaps a photography enthusiast doesn't yet know a lot, but they're just keen. They they'll come on set. They perhaps work for uh, minimal, like lunch, coffee, and you know, fifty bucks in their pocket at the end of the day. And their job is they're carrying stuff, they're getting coffee, but they're not actually touching right. uh, any, anything to do with the, the gear. You might get them to hold a light every now and then, right yeah. up to the very end, where you get the uh, the full blown professional assistant who you might be paying, you know, for five hundred dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Who, who can basically, I've had assistants where like I've been that busy that they've uh, opened up the studio for me, set up the, I've given them the brief on how I want the lighting to look. Mm. They've uh, lit the set, got everything ready, cleaned up, you know, make sure the toilets are stocked and everything, stocked up the coffee machine. And then I will walk in, um, you know, 10, 15 minutes before the client arrives, the client arrives, the model gets on set, I will tweak the lights. And wear away,
1: okay. you know. So, right. so
2: it could be like the the the, the full full gamut, and, and I work with uh, all all different ones. All
1: right, cool. Yeah. If somebody is thinking of being an assistant, where do they slot in at the intern level or at the like what? Where should they be pitching themselves?
2: So um it depends on um yeah basically how much you know so uh like uh we know uh my story um that uh I started knowing uh very little I uh for those of you who haven't heard episode 1 I I did a teaching degree uh and uh I was uh studying to be an art teacher I majored in photography and so when you major in a, a subject uh as part of a bachelor degree it's uh the very basics of photography so we were taught uh very basics of lighting uh using tungsten lighting not flash and uh uh basic uh Processing and darkroom work to a fairly high level because the photographer that taught us was like a, uh, you know, uh, exhibited a lot. So he taught us Mm. how to do uh, Mm gallery-style printing and processing. And then we had to do professional experience and I got sent with a fashion uh, commercial photographer and there I was, little Gina from the block, no idea, (laughs) walked on this set going, oh, my God, this is so cool. This is fully sick. I love it. (laughs) And uh, the first time I'd ever... Been in a studio and I was just blown away. I was so excited. But he, he's, he's working with hazelblads and mm. uh, softboxes and, and packs and everything. And I like this was all foreign to me. And he quickly realized that I had no idea <laughs> and uh, wouldn't let me go on any shoots with him like because he's like you're pretty useless (laughs) and uh, I broke gear because I didn't understand how to fold reflectors and uh, you know and so he'd leave me at the studio and I did what I the only thing I knew how to do at that point I swept floors scrubbed toilets vacuumed and kept the studio clean for eight weeks but that actually is what got me noticed and uh, that's how I got my break in the industry so Mm -hmm. um, using my strength so I started pretty much at the the very bottom level as a lugger, but then spent a year working with him and uh, kind of just watching and got trained up and learnt about lighting uh, that way. So I've had assistants come through as interns who I've trained up over the years who knew nothing and then over the years they've they've picked up the lighting and uh, gotten better and better and better and then I've had the other end where they've come to me uh, already trained Mm. and uh, you know, I I don't really, I, I can teach them the other. The stuff that I know like they come in and they know all about lighting all about gear but they don't really know about posing and working with models so
1: they're learning that from me mm, fantastic okay so we actually have an interview that you did with a professional assistant didn't you with yeah. Ken and yeah. you actually um, chatted to Ken and, and you worked with Ken he assisted mm. you uh, when you were in Vegas
2: Yes, and yeah. uh, Ken Ken is a professional uh, photography assistant, and he runs a business. And he can um he he's called in. And he's worked with the lights of uh, Martin Scholer, Art Strebler, um, Brian Smith. Like there's a whole host. I've listed all the photographers that he's worked with and links to their work, so you can just see how awesome uh their work is and how awesome um ken is and so he was just an absolute dream to work with and you know he he would be like the epitome of the professional assistant and he breaks down how he broke into the industry how uh and uh you know or, or what what, uh, what what the role of his job is and it's uh, just a really interesting interview so shall we have a
1: listen Yep, fantastic so this is ken proto
2: All right, hey guys. Um, so I'm sitting in a car in a car park in uh, Las Vegas, where it's nice and quiet. And I'm sitting here with uh, photographer's assistant Ken Proto, who we've just done a shoot together, haven't we, Ken? Yep. And and uh, he's agreed to uh, do an interview with me because his uh, story is pretty amazing. Uh, so, Ken, thanks thanks for joining us today. No, thanks. And um, so I've got some questions. So how did you um, so you're a photographer's assistant. Can you describe, like, to the layperson what, what you do?
3: Well, let's see. Uh, I basically help the photographer get what they need to make their shoot a success. Um, I'll wrangle them equipment. I'll get, um, you know, makeup artists if they need cars. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm like the, the hands and the feet on the ground here and eyes to make things happen.
2: Cool, and uh, your voice is amazing. Like, you could do radio <laughs> if
3: you wanted. <laughs> <Thanks>.
2: and, <laughs> and Just as an aside, I've just found out, because I asked Ken what his surname, where that came from. He is a fellow Sicilian. Go figure, we yeah. all stick together. So there must have been a vibe that I picked up on. What part of Sicily?
3: Um, you know, I have not a clue. I have not a clue. Um, but I grew up in Virginia. So I think that pretty much cancels out any Sicilian that I would ever have in my blood in some <laughs> in some ways because uh, I think I learned how to speak y'all a little bit than buongiorno. You know.
2: So, but you, we could be. Well, I'm going to call you Cugino now because we're, we're cousins, <laughs> all right? So it's uh, it's Cugino Ken that I'm with now. Ah, grazie, grazie. <laughs> so, um, when did you decide to? Um, when did you become interested in photography and? Um, was it, was it something that you, like when you were a little boy, you always had a camera? You got that story or you got something that be better? It's kind of that
3: story. It's, uh, you know, I definitely enjoyed um, photography from a young age. I had a camera in my hand and I just took, and oddly enough, I took pictures of girls. And my grandfather encouraged me to go take pictures of girls. And when we were at the beach and I kind of liked taking pictures portraits of people after that. Right. You know, it was it's funny how one thing led to another, but um, uh, it, that's kind of where it started. And then, you know, ever since then, I just kind of kept a camera in my hand and kind of documenting like, you know, my schoolmates, um, people around me and just uh, just the world in general. And before I knew it, I kind of had a collection of all this, all this imagery that I didn't even realize it was kind of a, a, story of my life and everyone else's you know it was wild yeah
2: um so the all the technical part of photography did you do a course for that or did you learn as you as you went along
3: um you know i learned a little bit as i was going along but the real technical stuff um i took a couple of darkroom classes uh in the late 90s and then i think uh it I really wanted to learn more and more about digital, so I decided to go to a professional school, the Hallmark Institute of Photography, and I went there back in uh, 2006. And we were actually we got to learn what I what I was taught on film. So we started with a four x five camera or five x four, depending where you're at, um, and um, you know, kind of went from there. And then you know, learning the digital medium was just kind of uh, it was it was kind of it was secondary to that you know i was really interested in you know how you can complete a shot all within the camera and not really using um photoshop or post to to enhance it that much but now as time progresses i utilize all those tools and i you know it was the schooling that definitely helped gear me in that direction to use it
2: cool um so um When did you decide to become a professional assistant? Because you describe yourself on That's how I found you. So, like, I went online. I was looking for an assistant for a shoot here in in Vegas, and I found you. And you describe yourself on your website as a professional assistant rather than just an assistant. So what's the difference between um, a photographer's assistant and someone who is a professional assistant?
3: Well, I think, you know, professionally, you know, I take it to – the next level. So I basically I treat every every photographer's job as it was my own. You know, I'm looking out for their best interest at all times. And you know, it wasn't just something that would help get me to the next level or to look good on my resume or, you know, whatever it was. It wasn't that at all. I mean I really treated and I treat still every job as if it was my own. I, I helped these guys out and they and they and they see the end result.
2: Awesome. And I, I, I mean, I can. I... I can tell the difference in how you assist and like you would be like one of my like one of my better assistants back home. The difference between, I think, a professional assistant and then an a normal assistant is I know you have my back and that's what we look for in assistant. There's other assistants that I know that while I'm working with them, they're there the whole time um, working out ways that they could do the shot better for themselves, what the angle is for themselves and how they can, um, you know, they're just trying to leverage their their career, and they're not really looking at protecting me and my back. Would you agree?
3: Oh, I oh, I definitely agree. I, you know, I work with a lot of the other assistants that come in from out of town as well, and uh, you know, I can clearly see the difference. Um, you know, some of those guys are a little bit younger as well, and you know, the level of maturity and responsibility, you know, sometimes isn't there for them completely. You know, for myself, you know, I really I put everything into it, just like it was my own shoot and you know i'm not looking at the try and critique the photographer or how i could do things better you know they have a vision and i'm there to help them complete
1: it you know cool
2: so um how'd you get your first break how, what would what, tell us about getting your first assisting gig what, what did that look like
3: it was it was it was very interesting my first assisting gig was uh with a local uh photographer here and <clears throat> pardon and the, the first question they asked me was if i knew how to make coffee and i didn't realize that you know that was what you know necessity in the business uh because i didn't learn that in school and uh that was basically where it started. They taught me how to run a studio from the bottom up and you know to me at first I didn't really think it was valuable information but now I look at it in hindsight and it's very essential. I mean even even from the coffee to how you treat the clients to how you roll a cord, how you do all those little things, it's all it's 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 extremely important people are constantly watching what's going on around you and yep. and you know if they see you know fresh coffee being made yep. if they see all those little all those little details they know that you can handle other details too.
2: Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm so happy you said that because I actually got my break as an assistant by uh, scrubbing a toilet. Because a <laughs> photographer noticed that it was something that uh, no one else had ever done, right. and uh, yeah, that's how I, I got my first break yeah. in the business. So um, you've worked with uh, a lot of big names. You, can you care to drop a few for us here? Oh, some, wow. big, some big boys in the uh, photography business. You know,
3: I have to say um, there are a few of my favorites, and I mean, a lo- every. Everyone's unique in their own right, but um, I have to say um, Martin Scholler, he was oh, probably one of my man. favorites. He's uh, very inspirational. He had uh, quite a vision. We were able to work on this specific uh, Las Vegas project uh, that him and People Magazine had put together, and it was uh, photographing uh, some of Caesar's Palace's uh, number one uh, stars there, you know, Elton John, Celine Dion, Shania Twain. Um, it was it was. It was unreal and you know the links that we went through to get the shot you know to take equipment up you know to raise it up 30 feet you know to do all kinds of whatever it took it was very very inspirational, and I love that the guy still shoots with film. He oh took wow. he took the time to because he shoots big head portraits, and he took the time to pull the subject over, shoot with film. And, you know, they were intrigued. It was oh, it was so much fun. And one other name drop, I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, yeah. Art Streber, he was amazing. Oh. Uh He's he. Our shoot, we it was uh, in particular, we it was for nine chefs that were um, uh, here in uh, Las Vegas, and they were bringing them together for the Las Vegas Convention Authority, and it was um, it was so interesting. We sh- shot them all separately and then pieced them all together in post, but you would never be able to tell. You would think they were all sitting at the dining table having drinks and doing all these things together, but we built the set from the ground up like it was a mansion, but we were in the middle of a, an abandoned restaurant in uh, the Venetian, and it was just spectacular. Every little detail, I mean, from the turkey to the slice of cake to you name it, it was, it was magic. Oh, uh-huh. magic. so and cool. And I love details. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a, I, I love that stuff. So, you know, that was uh, another great inspirational one. But, you know, I, I learn all kinds of stuff from everybody, you know, everybody on the job, they, they all have something to offer me. And plus it reassures the fact that there are people out there that love what they do and that it, it makes me really love what I do too. When they show me the enjoyment that they get out of, you know, from the start to the end, you know, making it, happen so it was really cool. interesting yeah.
2: and, and now got you sitting in a car and it's sweltering <laughs> hot so we could get away from the noise right? to record this interview so so obviously this is another highlight for you of, um, oh, of your career you know absolutely. yeah, of, of course so what I want to know is as an assistant like you, you've you worked with so many different photographers what do you think is the, the like a couple of the biggest mistakes that you think you know that you see Photographers make consistently.
3: Oh, let's see. Wow, that's a that's a tough one. Um, you know, I guess on a consistent basis, um, I think they bring way too much equipment sometimes. Yep. I, I you know, I know you need. I know you need all the tools to get the job done, but you don't need every tool in the toolbox. Yep. I think that's sometimes that's a problem, and um, you know, sometimes not doing your homework you know we live in the, this is a desert las yeah. vegas isn't very kind um to all people that come here yeah um, it, it is a desert out there and needless to say a lot of people aren't prepared for it they they don't take the initiative to hydrate or sleep or do all those or eat or all those little things that actually help keep us alive so you know that's probably a, a pretty big mistake i see a lot of them make and a lot of them also think that because las vegas is a very lenient town that they can get away with just about whatever they like and unfortunately i don't make the rules or the laws but you know people are here to uphold them and unfortunately you know i have been with several photographers that have gotten tickets on several jobs but you know all in a day's work
2: yeah 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 um so like what what would you say is 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 the one like what's an ideal as like for, for from a pers- assistant, uh perspective in getting the job done for a portrait photographer? Ha- what would name the ideal kit? So the lens and the light. Oh wow! Which, um, you know th- I, that's quick and easy and and uh, portable, at the least
3: hassle. You know, I'd have to say the seventy to two hundred would give you a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Um, you know instead of having to carry around a variety of other lenses I think that would be a great workhorse for portraiture. Um, lighting you know if if you're on the move location style um, and if you're chasing your subject you know something with a mono light or speed light very useful um, um, if you're doing something more like a commercial shoot um, you know, I'm pretty partial to pro photos, yeah. But you know, I do like getting my hands on some brawn colors yeah. and some breezes uh, when the time is cool. uh, when the time is right. You know, I think uh, yeah, having that right amount of gear in your tool belt is essential.
2: So, uh, one one item you couldn't do without gaff tape. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I love gaffer. It's Me my too. favorite thing. Oh, so can you, I'm a fan of MacGyver. I love oh, MacGyvering yeah. <laughs> things. So you must have MacGyvered oh. in your day. Is there one thing oh. that you're most proud of that you like MacGyvered like, and you saved the day with?
3: Uh, you know, I don't recall right offhand, but anything in particular, but usually every shoot kind of, it has a little bit of MacGyvering in it, you know, included in it. I, I mean, everything is troubleshooting sometimes i mean when you when you don't have a super clamp or um you know a monster clamp or something to do the job you improvise and yeah. i think that's uh the name of the game you really have to be a good troubleshooter and you know look at what you have and go all right well we can make this out of that and we can make this out of this and success
2: awesome <laughs> so um if you couldn't be an assistant, what do you think you'd be
3: in the radio business. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. Or, uh, you know, I've thought about, uh, you know, I, I haven't thought about it, but I, I think I would. I actually, I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy speaking, and I think, uh, you know, even voiceovers, I think that'd probably be it. I mean, either that or... Um, you know the guy that calls uh, the numbers out of bingo you know one <laughs> one i could have a nice voice one way or the other somebody <laughs> would listen
2: so um what's the future for you where, where do you see yourself in five years time
3: wow uh, you know i'm not sure being a professional assistant is still in my future in five more years um i do enjoy it i love doing it but i do actually i could probably see uh my business as a photo assistant growing a bit more, you know, expanding the idea of being more than just an assistant, but adding, uh, bigger tools to it. Like, um, you know, a grip truck that, um, would go along with myself as an assistant or, you know, building a bigger group of assistants that can network together because it is tough to find good help and it, with everyone on the same page. And I like the idea of, you know, um, a a community of like-minded individuals, um, thinking the same way. And, you know, when a photographer or someone else is coming to town to achieve a goal, there's no big surprise. I think that's where, uh, you know, the next part of my business lies is growing a network of other assistants and, in and making them, strong and witty
2: cool 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 that's awesome all right well that's uh that's it for us. so can you tell, tell tell everyone where they can uh find you, you what, what, what social media
3: oh wow yeah you can uh let's see you can check me out on uh, my instagram i'm at kenny proto that's p-r-o-t-o or you could check me out i have a website as well lasvegasphotoassistant.com and um, also I'm on the good old Facebook.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook page is really cool. Yeah, There's that's a lot of good, it, good yeah, behind Las, the scenes there. Las then.
3: Vegas photo assisting and production.
2: Awesome, awesome. All right, well, thanks thanks for being with us today. We've got to get out of the car because it's like so it's <laughs> sweltering hot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll get, let's go get a beer.
3: Awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I appreciate you. it.
1: All right, great. Wow. I mean, good on you for doing the interview with him in a car. <laughs>
2: I know. Oh, my God. And, and it was so hot. But it was the only place that we could uh, – it was quiet because everywhere was, like, you know, really loud. It's Vegas, Val. Yeah, so, sure. Um, yeah. So, he's a cool guy. Such a awesome, awesome experience working with him. I hope I get another chance to uh, go to Vegas and shoot with him.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he has worked with um, some awesome photographers as well. Yeah, so yeah it's he's great. amazing. All right, so my question then is um, what makes a good assistant then, apart from very obvious things like being nice people and, you know, all of that, of course?
2: yeah well, so I think that having uh, a good understanding of gear and lighting to me is uh, really important so um I like uh someone that I can just like say that you know he- here's the gear go and and they're not going to be uh <laughs> not understand how to put a softbox together to be able to work Mm. quickly and under pressure, have uh, a good technical knowledge of post-production. So, (laughs) like, you know, to understand uh, what I'm shooting and where it can go from there, like, that you know, and and, uh, what the limitations are so that they can point stuff out if they see that something might be going on wrong or might be an issue down the track. I think it's crucial that they have a good personality Val
1: because, sure. well like uh, anyone you work with I suppose you,
2: you, you're going to be working really closely with them and mm. spending a lot of time with them so like if, if someone's a downer it's going to make it really hard yeah. uh to, to to be able to have them as your assistant you need someone who's going to take direction well so the last thing I want is like uh so can you go set up these lights and they go why why should I <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> just like uh the rebel um For the record, I was a very bad assistant, Val. The rebel in me. Yeah. So um, I look for someone who's not like me. Yes. Enthusiasm is really important. I want to know that someone is as excited to be on set as I am. I am still, and it's nearly 30 years now, so excited to be shooting. And uh, I think that is really important. The last thing I want to look over and see, uh, the assistant who's bored out of their brains, looking at their phone and just doesn't want to be there, then... You know, there there are so many other people like just dying to, to, to do that job. So, you yeah. know, enthusiasm. Being professional, you know, if you're called for nine o'clock that means you turn up at, at- Eight forty-five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, no quit. So being professional, uh, well dressed. Uh, you know, behaving in a professional manner at all time. Being able to be a team player. So you're part of the team. It's not about you. It's uh, like it's it's about being the best person for the team. Yeah. Um, I look for someone who's proactive, you know. I tell this story a lot, but like this, this, this was just made me so happy. The day I had an assistant who just, uh, well, like was a full on shoot and just came up and whispered in my ear, um, I noticed that the towel in the bathroom was sopping wet, so I changed <laughs> it. And I'm like, who does that? Yeah. That's fantastic, <laughs> you know. And you're thinking, wow. This person got hired again because they did that. But, you know, the little things are so important. Taking the time, noticing, thinking of – How that looked to to my clients and thinking about the comfort of everyone else. And that might be just anticipating that I might need a coffee and not asking me, but just going out and bringing me one or bringing everyone on set water or like, you know, making shade if it's like uh, full sun somewhere. Those things, you know, being considerate, proactive. Um, Obviously, you've got to be hardworking. Uh, You know, most of the days can be uh, like very, very, Early starts, and we go to the end, so you you need to be hard working. I think someone that has attention to detail they're noticing the little things there might be a hair out of place, a button is uh, uh, missing off something you know, that that, like picking up on those little details makes a good assistant. Yes. Another thing uh, is being able to be discreet about stuff so you right. like a good assistant will notice something um, and just come over and uh, whisper it in your ear so right. that you hear like you know hey um. The backlight's not working, so maybe we'll just uh, call change change battery, or just take a break and I'll I'll fix it. Or did you notice when that model uh, turns to the left, one eye is bigger than the other? No, I didn't notice. Thank you. And all and these I know things which happen, model
1: You're talking about. <laughs> and, and, and. <laughs> a very famous one no <laughs> um
2: and um you know just to be able to to do that in a discreet way rather than saying uh backlights not working or the film you know just they, they, they try try make you uh you know look good at all times yes. um and uh finally uh, do anything uh, to make my job easier and most importantly i want to know that my assistant has my back at all times. And by that I mean, um, you know, they're looking out for me. They're on the job. For me, they're there to assist.
1: Yeah, for you know, sure. And that's
2: really important. So, um, you know, so other things. Yeah. Y- no, you go on. I was just going to say that, like, other things that I personally look for above and above mm-hmm. all of that is... Um, that they have skills that I might lack. So, like uh, you know, for that, for me, the ability to pull something technical apart and put it back together, you know, the ability to... Like what? Uh, to pull what
1: apart?
2: Uh, so if something breaks, like uh, my tripod breaks on set, I, I don't think I'm, you know, I could... I would gaffer tape it back together, <laughs> you know. But a, an assistant that's really handy with tools and that can, like go, no, no, I've got all the right uh, bits and pieces. And I do have the... I can actually... Uh, fix my own tripod and tighten up the legs and all of that but it's just good to know that someone else is doing it so I can actually just focus on the shoot Val Um, I I think uh, it's it's really important that they have their they're they're up to date with new trends and they can you know just like the ones that just come on set or like now that the guys that I'm working with now and girls uh, often like I'm, I'm, I'm even if I'm not shooting with them, I'm getting text messages going. Hey Gina, have you seen this this new update in software? I've just been playing with it all day. It's amazing. And then they just highlight areas that they know that I'll be interested in. Mm. Try this, try that. Not not you have to you know do the whole thing. But here's the key. Bits that we think are important to you. Or just uh, was on set. This guy was using this lens. You're going to love it. Little things like that mm. make me very happy, and and that's the kind of uh, thing that a you know a considerate and uh, a professional assistant would uh, do. Um, I, They need to be easy to get along with. Uh, You know, I know that if I'm on a long car trip with someone, I don't want to sit there and listen to them uh, (laughs) bang on at 5 in the morning, uh, you know, like they just don't stop talking or something like that. I talk a lot. (laughs) But there's just some that, like, you've got to be compatible in personality. I think that's important. So,
1: Um, over the years, I have met... um, many, 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 many of your assistants. And yep. and the vast majority of them are awesome and you know, I get I get along really well with them. I love talking to them. I learn stuff off them as well. And just as an observer I see them work and um, and I think they're fantastic as, as assistants. And I will be honest with you, I have met a handful of your assistants who Aren't, aren't good <laughs> 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 It weren't good <laughs> um, and um, I'm interested to know what makes a not good one in your opinion because I have my opinions on why they weren't good but um, perhaps you can share with us uh, there's a couple of traits
2: that are common to the ones that uh, d- don't get asked back, um, and uh, That's like because
1: they're one, not good,
2: um, <laughs> uh, is the ones that and uh, you. I can recognise this uh, very early within the first email these days or the first five minutes on set, uh, but not as good uh, earlier on in my career, Val, at seeing this. You could spot it a mile (laughs) away and would point it out to me. (laughs) But there there have been assistants that are just like – uh, the reason they're on set is got nothing to do with assisting so basically it's a way to fast track uh, their own career and it's like of course every assistant and it's my hope and I'm not doing my job Val properly as a mentor if I, if they don't end up one day uh, better at photography and more successful than I am, that's my hope, you want to see them go on and do great things but There's a process, Val, and uh, there's been ones that have come on set and um, there's kind of this code, Val, amongst when you're working with a photographer, and one thing is when you're working with a photographer, you are their assistant and uh, they are number one. So it is not the place for you to be selling your skills as a photographer when you're on set to the photographer's clients. Okay, so... uh, I've had a couple that have done that. I had wow. one that actually I dumb. left the room. They hit up the client, uh, offered them uh, a third of my rate <gasps> to do the same stuff that I was doing. Oh As I was God. out of the room, this person that I had trained oh. for a year, Val, oh my God. I was gutted. Wow. gutted. And uh, this person actually, because the client doesn't know any better. Yeah you know, didn't have any, like, affiliate, you know, just went, yeah, sure, great. Uh, This person got the job and, uh, you know, worked for a little while and actually faded off in the distance, uh, unfortunately, for them, but... That it's so uncool to do that. So you ever—it's just uncool I in any profession. I probably
1: know them. I'm going to ask you after we stop recording who they are. But <clears> anyway, <go on.
2: laughs> it's, it's uncool in any profession to do that. And the other one is like you—you you see the ones that are just like um, they're there and they're so busy enjoying the uh, the excitement of the set that they're mm. not really there for you they're there for them so they're mm. lobbying they're they're working they're networking they're handing their card out they're talking themselves up and mm. meanwhile you know you're, you're the job's not getting done so they don't have your back so it's like i want an assistant Like so if you're going to go down this full-time route of, of, of being an assistant and i think it's a really great thing to do if mm-hmm. you have the time and you can afford that luxury mm. um focus on being an assistant for a couple of years like you know when I what got into assisting I, I didn't have in my mind that I, like I'm here to learn as much as I can and I'm going to be a photographer I was there to assist and I made sure that my the photographer I photographers I worked for were comfortable and uh, I met all their needs and did my job as a professional assistant so uh,
1: be aware of that and then I just want to clarify something though even though Gina's saying you know work as a professional assistant for a couple of years remember also that um, Gina said that the professional assistants who she works with now are also professional photographers in their own right. So, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Gina, but what you're suggesting is you can do both at the same time. In that course of she course you can. Of course they are working as an assistant, but they've got their own particular clients and gigs and uh, where they are the main photographer, but they've got yep. also got a second avenue, not only of revenue, yes. but also of a, a great, you know, experience and uh, learning opportunity. So you can do both in parallel. You don't have exactly. to only be an exactly. assistant. Exactly, and
2: yeah. uh, here's where it gets really good. So uh, the all all the assistants that are working with. Me at the moment are also doing their own uh, gigs on the side, so they're yes. they're half and half. Some of them are like a third, two thirds, a third, two thirds their own business, a third assisting. Yeah. It just uh, sort of uh, keeps them paying the bills and everything. But here's where it gets really good. What happens is you uh, and they, they they might choose uh, four or five uh, photographers that they will work for rather than working for everyone. So they they're sort of uh, they'll pick the ones that they want to work for but they develop a professional uh, relationship with these photographers, including me, and then there's that line, that 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 mentoring that occurs. So then mm. when these guys need to quote, need uh, gear, need advice, need mm. anything, mm. they pick up the phone and uh, they're very comfortable in calling me and I'm going to workshop all, you know, how would you like this? How mm. would you do this? And I'm going to help them. Of course I'm going to help them. Yes, of course. You know? Because they're doing the right thing because I know when they come on set with me, they're my assistant. Yes. But when we're in the car and we're on the way to another shoot, we can be workshopping their other stuff. So it's a great – like you have that the ability and, and they can draw on. If, if you've got like good photographers that you're working with, you could have a fashion specialist, a portrait specialist – product specialist and mm. you're getting this education from fantastic. all these people who are spe- – it, it, it's fantastic. But if you're the kind of assistant that just gets in, uh, you know, takes advantage of the photographer and is there, uh, you know, just to um, leverage their own business and uh, network and make their own clients, then you're going to burn that relationship very quickly and you miss out – on that opportunity for mentoring and, Mm. you know, when I need, when I can't do a job, who am I going to pass it on to? Mm. Well, maybe one of my assistants that, you know, if I think they're capable, I'm going to say here, uh, you know, this job, uh, it's uh, not not one for me but I'll I'll, – I'll put you guys uh, in touch and uh, hopefully you can do it as, you know, the job instead.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. So, okay. So, how does one get a gig as an assistant?
2: All right, so there's a few ways uh, to do this. So obviously it's about – it's got to come down to the relationships, Valerie. So uh, Mm -hmm. this is the advice I give to every assistant that uh, gets in touch with me. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, 97% don't follow through.
1: Yes, that is so true. The
2: 3% that do end up getting a gig. So – and uh, I've heard this uh, said about uh, art directors. Uh, lots of clients do this as well. You make the initial introduction, and the generally the easiest way to do that is uh, via email. Uh, These you could days, try a yes. phone call. Mm. These days, it's email or a phone call. Mm. Probably email, and then follow up with a phone call. Mm. Um, now, the mistake. That many assistants make when they send out the email is the email is like, "Hi, I'm Dave. I've just graduated from uh, this school uh, mm-hmm. with honors, and um, here's my website." Yes, here's my
1: folio. Yep.
2: and mm-hmm. here's my folio. Uh, give me a call when mm. you need someone. Very true. It's yes. So that's that's common, and that's uh, probably. Uh, what I would have done when I graduated uni because it's like I've now got this amazing folio and of course the photographer's going to look at that folio and say <laughs> drop everything this is the best thing we've ever seen yes we have to hire this person and yes you know unfortunately uh, a lot of photographers go like we'll contact clients in the same way and go here's my folio uh, call me when you need some work. And then they're disappointed when they don't get the call back. It's not about the work at that point because there isn't a relationship. It's like, you know, the old you meet someone and you go on the first date and then you ask them to marry you mm. it's a bit fast it's a bit too soon Val mm, mm. you've got to take the time to you know have the coffee date first then you know maybe dinner and then it goes on from there sure. you know? so that a relationship needs to be made so what I when I get that sort of email uh the first thing I say is you know hey thanks I've got like um five guys that I'm rotating at the moment but that will always change someone. Like there's always a time when all five are not available on that day and mm. then I've got to scramble and try and, and then I go through my list and the first thing I do is I've got a folder set aside that, that you know, people that have been emailing me that i think, okay, I'm going to give uh, this guy a try. Mm. But it's important um, when that email comes in uh, to get the photographer's attention um, Look, it's great that we know that you can shoot um, and that you have a great eye and all of things. That, that's great, but it's not the most important thing. Mm. What I want to know is um, what, what, are, what are your skills? Um, so basically, uh, are you competent in Lightroom, Capture One, Photoshop? Mm. Have you worked with Canon, Nikon? Uh, medium format. Mm. Uh, do you know pro photo lighting? Have you worked with uh, you know th- this gear, that gear? Can you make good coffee? <laughs> what other skills have you got? Mm. And um, if you've worked with other photographers, I have also worked with xx X, X, and X, and X. Yes. And then I go, okay, great. Well, you know, and then I can maybe give X a call, and I'll say uh you know what's this person like and uh because we all talk amongst our you know the photographers who all are you know on the surface in direct competition with me what like we all will uh go for the same gigs often shoot for the same clients um we're all friends yeah we're all friends and you know if i need if i've run out of assistance i'll ring and i'll say dave Uh, who are you using can you recommend a good assistant I'm doing this is what I'm doing and I'll tell them the exact kind of shoot they'll go oh use Sally she's awesome for that sort of stuff Mm. or I'll say hey I'm doing this sort of shoot then you better use uh, you know Andrew because he's really good for that sort of stuff you know so I actually pick the assistants depending on the kind of job it is because I yes. know certain assistants are going to be great for the the big production where I've got to bring in all the lights, they'll get it all done for me and then there's another kind that will be good for the, the smaller shoots and, and, and that sort of thing. So list all the gear. Then at the bottom of that, maybe your five best images, not a link, put it in the body of it and make it easy for the yeah. photographer who's looking at your work. Just put your five best images as low res and then maybe yeah. you know, someone got my attention uh once by uh putting something funny in the email right Uh, or or was a tip on like they added rinse aid or something to their washing to make their whites whiter (laughs) and i just found it really funny but it made him stand out because he made me laugh Okay. And, uh, you know, it showed a bit of his personality yeah. and uh, it, it actually worked and, you know, it, he ended up working with me for a couple of years. So wow. stuff like that. What can you also um, – and what skills do you have that you think at the time are not important to photography but might be like, I can cook. I know how to make <laughs> – I've done a barista's course. Right. Right. You know, um, or I know how to surf or I can operate a, um, a GoPro or, right. like, you know, anything you can think of that might come in. Or I, I am a, a trained carpenter. Yep, yep. Or, a, sure. you know, a plumber. Like one guy got across the line about, you remember this guy? Yes. When we both found out he was a plumber, we both said at the same time, why isn't that on your resume? He said, I don't think it was important. I'm like, you're kidding me? Like like, (laughs) I would have hired you six months earlier had I known you were a plumber. Yes. (laughs) Because it's an important skill. We always need good plumbers. So things like that that might might help, uh, I speak – I'm fluent in Japanese or Korean, you know. You never know where, like, I might have a whole crew of, you know, Korean clients coming over. And it might be great to have someone who is is, uh, fluent in another language for that particular gig. Or I'm a nurse, you know. That might end up getting you a gig on set for um, a TV production. They actually hire nurses to just be on standby. Mm. So, like, they can kill two birds with one stone.
1: Do you have... Um, So do you – in what situations would you have more than one assistant?
2: Uh, So the big, big, big shoots where it might be like a full cast, full day, where we're uh, having uh, having to build and pack down lots of different sets. So I might have uh, two, two, you know, I've had up to – uh, four, I think, at one at one stage. Hey, do you so give them allocate them different jobs,
1: different yeah, responsibilities? Yeah, so you, you'll have different
2: what? levels of assistance. So you'll okay. have the first assistant who's then in charge of the second assistant, who's in charge of the third assistant. Third oh, really? assistant might be uh, you know uh, the guy who uh, is lugging everything in. Um, who's in charge of making coffee who's yeah. in the runner who's getting stuff making sure everyone's happy on set uh the first assistant uh you know and then you might have a a digital assistant whose job is to make sure the files get from the camera to the computer yeah. and backed up and everything's uh sharp on the on you know coming through sharp and everything's color corrected they might be like there's jobs that you do that are so time-precious that they're mm. actually processing the files and um, spinning them out and sending them down the line as you're shooting. Yeah. So, you know, so they're just responsible for that and you might have someone who's just responsible for lighting uh, and then you might have the smaller set where it's just you and the assistant and it's sort of the assistant's responsible for the lighting and the, um, and the files.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. Great. Cool. Um, so does the, is there an expectation that the assistant deals with the subject as in the person being shot or whoever's being shot?
2: Uh, generally the, uh, it, it depends on the size of the shoot. Like the, 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 the general code is that the assistant should, uh, maintain a very low profile and mm-hmm. try and avoid, uh, you know, um interacting with the the uh, the model at all but that that's hard to do and it depends on the personality of the photographer I kind of have a very open sort of easygoing set and as you've known, like my assistants are like it's part of the flow and I find that if you've got um, an assistant with great energy and a, and a good personality there's a lot of downtime on set and so that just yeah. that chit chat can really help and they can often be uh, like the icebreaker So if you've got like, uh, um, you know, they can sort of be involved in the conversation as long as they're getting their job done uh, I, I think it can be a good thing so and often the assistant knows the makeup artist and knows the stylist and has seen the talent before and it's kind of like a nice family uh, sort of atmosphere but then there's other shoots or you know other photographers who just like the assistant uh, works and is silent and is not allowed to sort of engage with the, uh, the talent
1: now of course the set. yes So if you're interested in some behind-the-scenes chats with actual real-life assistants like Ken Proto, like we just heard with Ken Proto in Vegas, uh, and you're a member of the gold community at GinaMilitia.com, make sure you have a look at the tutorials. There's a couple of shoots where I've gone behind the scenes and I've actually interviewed the assistants and they've shown me what's in their kit and they've talked about you know their work as an assistant, but also why they have what they have in their kit as well. So make sure you check that out um, in within the gold community. And if you're not sure what the gold community is, check that out. It is at GinaMilitia.com and click on join the community. And it's a wonderful community of people from all around the world who uh, are part of this membership, where there are regular tutorials every month from Gina, but also an opportunity for you to upload your photos where Gina provides. Photo critiques. There's also a live monthly mastermind where you can get on the call with Gina and ask her all sorts of questions, and also a great discussion forum full of wonderful people in in the community. All right, so, so sorry, Val,
2: just uh, to interrupt there. Just just, yeah. uh, just going back to that uh, the 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 how to get a gig as an assistant. Oh, okay. I just want to uh, finish up on that. So,
1: um, sorry, I interrupted you uh, then. No, that, that, that's all right.
2: So. After you've sent the first email, um, please don't be discouraged if you don't get anything back. It's not personal and I want you you all to remember and this applies to photographers who are emailing prospective clients. Um, It's a numbers game so that email might happen to land It, it is it's like it might land in their inbox on a day that they're absolutely swamped and they barely get to even see it or acknowledge it you've also got to remember that many of the very busy photographers are getting uh dozens of these uh you know every every week and uh even if they've uh, met you in person and know your name they they may forget so it's just a matter of keeping uh, the relationship going and this might take I've had assistants that have uh, spent a good year just emailing me and then by the third email fourth email I remember their name I know them and I've got them at the back of their mind and then when the opportunity does come up, you get you give them a go, but mm. many many people are, are sort of reluctant. After two or three goes, they give up, yeah. um, and and you probably miss that opportunity. So it might take you know uh, six to 12 months of emailing, but be persistent. It's not stalking. You're not (laughs) like ringing every week. Uh, It's just like a gentle, like uh, the follow-up email. Hey, it's uh, Dave again. I sent you an email last month. Just wanted to say hi. I've uh, been working. I've just upgraded. I've got a new uh, certificate in Capture One. I've also been playing around with the uh, new Elinchroms and uh, I've also been on set and worked with the Canon, blah, 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 blah and uh, I also did this shot. I just thought I'd send you this. Anyway, I hope you're well. Have a great day. That's
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Just and, just and to keep
2: just keeping in touch.
1: And never say, oh, hey, it's Dave and I emailed you a few months ago and you didn't respond. No.
2: <laughs> just no. touch base. And, and
1: also, also, Val, just
2: uh, something to uh, – personalize the email so and and you possibly are sending out a form email and that makes perfect sense you might be emailing you know uh five or six or seven photographers but just take the time to research research their work and uh, keep up to date on what you're doing so the email might be hey it's dave again uh i actually just uh I loved the stuff you posted with uh, the shoot you did uh, in blah 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 on Instagram last week. I, I uh, don't know how you got those tones, but I really love what you did. Anyway, uh, just want to say hi, and um, you know I'll uh, I'll I'll chat soon. See ya.
1: Yes, just keep if, it casual. And, and if you are personalising, make sure you do take care, particularly if you are doing a part of a form letter underneath, because I've had things written to me where it's been addressed clearly to me and it's to Valerie Koo and or was it say Clio magazine and then it'd say dear Deborah, I love the women's weekly <laughs> yes mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> an easy mistake to make but just take the time to and uh like
2: you know have get yourself like so do you still use a paper diary, Val, or are you all everything online? A bit of both, to be honest. I've got a bit of both too. I just find the process of writing stuff down really helps me. But what I would do is uh, get yourself one of those uh, year – Diaries, yep. calendar, things that you put on the wall, mm. or uh, even a, like a small, a smaller diary, and just make that for uh, if you're chasing work, chasing work, or chasing assisting work. And uh, when you call people and they say, "Hey, I'm on a six week shoot, call me mid November, and yep. uh, I'll happy to chat to you then," make a note in the diary call you know dave back mid-november make put sure their phone do, number yeah. and their email and you can set you know you can set yourself up you can set reminders uh on your email in your calendar just to remind you to um you know you can automate it all uh, email dave second email goes out you could like automate so that every three weeks dave gets another email but make sure that you've Check their Instagram account and uh, you're aware of what they're doing and, uh, you know, keep the line of communication open. And it
1: works. It works. It does. Some great tips on how to work with an assistant but also how to be an assistant and the benefits of being an assistant. Thanks for that. Awesome. Awesome topic. So what do you think, Gina, should hashtag Gina Challenge be this week? Because, of course, every week we have a hashtag Gina Challenge and hashtag the actual topic. And you can interpret the topic whatever, however you like. Uh, and we, what we do is we upload these uh, photos with hashtag Gina Challenge and hashtag the topic into the gold community or into the Facebook group, which is So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. And um, – and uh, it's a great place to share our shots. So what's hashtag Gina Challenge this week? So it's only one
2: for this. What's that? It's uh, the wind beneath my wings. Oh,
1: my goodness. Okay, <laughs> hashtag Gina Challenge is hashtag the wind beneath my wings.
2: We look forward I wish you could seeing... go out with that music now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we look forward to seeing what you come up with. Anyway, where do we find you online, Gina, so we can see what you're doing in, you know, Iceland? or Colombia or England or wherever it is that you're going to next. Uh,
2: so it's gina Militia.com, So that's G I N A M I L I C I A. I'm at Gina Militia on Instagram, at Gina Militia on Twitter and Pinterest. So check it out.
1: Great. And I'm at Valerie Koo, that's K H O O on Twitter and Instagram. I'm the Valerie Koo on Snapchat, although I'm a little bit, you know, on and off that at the moment. And uh, I am Valerie Koo in Sydney uh, on Facebook. Uh, but yeah. Thank you very much for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next week.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilicia.com.